Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. Episode one fucking hundred, man. We yes, made sir. it. We made it, dude. Yeah. Jeez, this is this is insane. And whew, I just think 100 means a lot to us based on the fact that we never quit. Yeah. I know a lot of people that listen, that listen regularly, they they have a real idea of what it means because a lot of y'all listen every week. But some of you guys that are casual listeners, they just like, ah, these niggas talking, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fuck, man, one hundred weeks, jeez. I mean, what? Yeah, one hundred episodes. episodes. Yeah, yeah, one hundred episodes with how many consecutive weeks? So we dropped two episodes on some weeks. Yeah, I think like ninety-seven. Yeah, I think we had two weeks where we did two. So I think we had ninety-seven weeks. Ninety-seven weeks straight, man. Yeah, so. Ninety-seven weeks. That's wow. crazy. All right, That's man. a lot of episodes. You know, when you when you in it, you don't really. Um, do you want to go into that topic now? Yeah, I'm gonna okay. get into it. I'm gonna okay. get into it right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, some people are curious. What does it take to get to 100 straight episodes or 97 or 100 episodes in general? Yeah. Um, first of all, it, it takes standing on something that you believe in, because we we're not gonna we're not getting a paycheck for this. So when you're passionate about something, you don't always tie it to a fucking paycheck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, you can't be a bitch, man. I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Cause it's gonna be times where you're gonna you wanna make an excuse, but you don't make excuses for things that you are passionate about. You just do them. That's real. It's bottom line. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of people and no 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 offense to anybody else with a podcast, but a lot of y'all take a lot of breaks. A lot of y'all don't even be consistent with the podcast. You're just doing it because you're doing it. You're not passionate about it. And it shows, right? The problem with the podcast platform is there's too many podcasts of people that are not passionate and they're oversaturating the platform. So you got a bunch of motherfuckers that that are not passionate and you got people that's good, but there's so many whack podcasts out that people give up. Yeah. It's people out there that's like me and Keith. That put in work every week and they 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 grind it and grind and probably two years in the game and their numbers ain't that great. And it's because it's a million podcasts of people that's that's just not doing the platform any justice. Mm-hmm. You just out here. Um it also takes having integrity and not compromising who you are. Like me and Keith are ready to turn down paychecks. If you told me and Keith that we could do we get ten grand each for doing like a blunt rap. Uh, ad. I'm not gonna do no blunt rat ad- ads. I don't smoke weed. Why the fuck would I do that? Mm-hmm. I think that that would compromise like our listeners because our listeners will be like, "Oh, Eddie and Keith just trying to get a paycheck." Nah. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, if you offer me and Keith ten grand a piece to do a a fucking uh, a, a ad for blunts, imagine how much money we could get for continuing to be ourselves. Yeah. Think about that. And I don't want to be too long with it because I know Keith has something he wants to say. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing too is being vulnerable, not being afraid of what your aunt, your mom, your cousin, or, who, or your coworkers, or whoever think. When you get on this microphone, it's about you. I've said some things that don't put me in the best light. I talked about, you know, you know, getting my feelings hurt and crying and and being depressed, or 
having a bad relationship or breaking up. And that could put me in a bad light because we live in a world where everybody wants, they put on this fucking front. You know, like they act like, you know, like they're, they don't have emotions and they don't have problems. Yo, we all got shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to talk about it on the podcast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's more, but I, uh, Keith has some things he'd like to say also. Yeah, I was just thinking about, um, you know, just hitting 100 episodes to me is still hard to believe because I, <clears throat> it feels like, excuse me, it feels like yesterday we just started, you know, we yeah, man. put up in here in your living room and, you know, we had one single mic and we was, you know, we had a couple uh, ideas that we wanted to talk about and was just sitting around one single mic and was just talking about stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and we was, I was in, for me personally, I was a little bit, a little bit nervous, you know what I mean? Um, right. But we, we made it happen. And, you know, my brother gave us some of the best advice that we probably got from anybody. And he was just like, yo, y'all, you know, I, obviously he knows us personally. So he's like, yeah. yo, I know y'all can turn it up. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all was a little bit shaky on the first episode, but yeah. I could tell that y'all was holding back a little bit. So right. next time, that's when we started inventing pussy juice and all these different <laughs> crazy stuff. Pussy juice is on. <laughs> pussy juice is on the loose. <laughs> yeah. So you know that that's just that was dope, and uh, it's just just the persistence. You know, I'm proud right. of, of both of us for hundred percent always setting, you know, no matter if it's, you know, no matter if you got a pussy appointment, no matter right. if you got, uh, some sort of job opportunity or it's a show or whatever, even if we don't do it on Sunday night, we'll find a way to do it throughout the week or yes. we'll find a way to do it on a Monday morning or, yep. you know, any sort of, any sort of thing to, to make it happen. Even I had went to New York for like a week. And yeah, we, did we still like did two it. episodes yeah. that week just so we can have content to drop on that yeah. on that next. I think it was dropping it on a different day, but yeah. on that Monday. So that's what it takes, man. It just takes uh, persistence. And, you know, the, the reason we're talking about this is because people do ask us about yeah. our podcast and like, yeah. how do, like, how do you do it? How do, how do you guys keep going? And, you know, these are these are the things that we do and i think it's initially outside of everything outside of hard work and you know consistent conversations or whatever it takes a passion to do it 100% me and eddie are both passionate about just having conversations and talking to people and talking you know mostly to each other about you know all these things that we see throughout the week so um you know that's the the initial thing. Just find something that you're passionate about. You know, these are these are sentiments that you know guys like Nipsey Hussle and Kobe yeah. have all um, stated themselves. So right. you know, when, once you're passionate about something, it doesn't feel like work. You know, the number one thing. First off, let me let me be very clear and uh, make sure I thank Keith for sitting across from me from all for all these weeks. And obviously, I've known Keith for a very long time, but that doesn't mean shit. At the end of the day, it's hard to find someone to invest their time. Every week, every week, yeah, every week, and do this shit. And I yeah, think yeah. The, the incentive that me and Keith get now is that we we drop every Monday. If you can't rely on nothing else, if you can't rely on your husband, your wife, your girl, whoever, you know Eddie and Keith gonna drop some fire on Monday morning. <laughs> that's right. You know we gonna drop some shit. <laughs> so that's what that's what the incentive is for me. Before yeah. we start getting paid, that's what this is about. Like th- it's about this. The money is just a terry on top. Yeah. And and the thing about it too, what I love about this platform is that there are so many people, it's just whoosh, it's just over their fucking head. Right? 
They're just like, mm, you know, no, they, they're going to quit. Right? They, they ain't going to do nothing. And it's because we have not made it to the to the apex of where we want to be yet. Yeah. But once the money comes in and we start having these high profile people coming on the podcast, they're going to be like, yo, that's crazy. I can't believe it. Of course, this is what it takes to make it. Yeah. This is what it takes. Me and Keith are actually living what it takes to get where the fuck you want to go. 100 episodes. If you if you're not too familiar, if you're a new listener, thank you. But you could go all the way back and see what it took to get where we are now, just to 100 episodes. Mhm. It's great, man. Yeah, and I just thinking about it, I don't know anybody uh personally that is as consistent as at anything that we have been as we have been with this podcast fuck no not even close yeah you know maybe it's you know some people that you know consistently go to work or whatever but something that isn't um there's no monetary gain from it you know it's just something that you're solely passionate about you know i don't know know anyone has that sort of consistency you know no for the most part, people that I know that are, even if they are passionate about something or they like doing something, it's kind of like, um, you know, here and there, they may, they may work on their craft, yeah, you know, a couple times a week or, you know, once every other week or whatever, but, um, God dang. Whatever. My phone been going crazy today. Man, but, you uh, put on airplane mode, man. I need to talk to people still, but whatever. Oh, okay. It's 100 episodes. So we yeah, man. Here. They got to chill with that. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> But um yeah so um but yeah you know just the this this the the persistence and the consistency that it takes to do these things I I only see that from a professional level you know the right. the, the people that we look up to in you know whatever realms the the podcast world the 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 TV world the screenwriting world these are the guys that you see putting in this kind of work yeah. And that's what we're working towards, you know? Yeah. Like you said, there's a lot of even local podcasts out there. There's a lot of local podcasts where people did, you know, five episodes and then just fucking quit. It just, they just stopped. And, you know, they came in with these bold predictions. Yeah, this is we the best podcast. Po- yeah, we the best podcast we in the best. city. And that's cool. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I, I hear it in, in many different fields, whether it's, music videos or film or stand-up comedy or whatever everyone has the you know they have they ride this high because you know they have a name or whatever and their first shows or they do really good on their first shows or you know their first podcast come out they may have a hundred views and you know they expect it to to be that um level of high the every every time but it doesn't work like that you know what i mean yeah it's it's a line from nipsey i forgot how it goes exactly and it was like uh uh, some he said, uh, "Fuck the sum, but money talks, and you made less deposits." Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So where the fuck is your content at? Mm-hmm. Don't ever claim to be the best at anything, and you ain't got the you ain't got the paper trail to prove it. Yeah. One other thing that Rick Ross said when he was him and Fifty Cent was going back and forth, he said that um, he was like, "Yeah, it's cool." Fifty Cent went, you know, ten, you know, diamond on his first album, yeah. ten million records sold or whatever. But me personally, I would rather sell a million records 10 times Mm -hmm. to sell 10 million records just one single time. Mm. And, you know, if you equate that to the way that we started, you know, our first episode had like 12 views after a week or something, something super low like that. Um, But, you know, we just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And, you know, if you want to compare 50 Cent and Rick Ross's career, 
as far as a longevity standpoint, Rick Ross has, has put Washed out. Him. Yeah, very consistent albums, great albums, great songs, classic songs. Yeah. And 50 Cent, his career was after those first three albums, mm. you know, he, he didn't have that. That shit is over. Yeah, he didn't have that longevity. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't want to regurgitate the same bullshit, but I will say this. If you're passionate about something, you got to be willing to die behind it. You got to be willing to prove it to yourself. So here's the thing. Anyone who listens to this podcast enough, right, and obviously seen as putting in this work every week over and over and over and over and over. The only way people will invest in you is if you invest in yourself. If they don't take you serious, then they don't give a fuck. If you're putting up one podcast every two, three months, nobody's going to give a fuck about it. And they shouldn't. But when you are consistent every week and your content's actually good, they're going to they're gonna invest in what you're doing because you believe in yourself. And, you're, and more importantly, if you're not trying to sell it, See, me and Keith don't have to sell that we care about this podcast. We just drop a podcast every fucking week. And that is the proof. The proof is in the content. Mm-hmm. Okay? But, yeah, man. that that's, that's what I got to say on that. I'm extremely proud to be of something, be a part of something um, that is, I've never been a part of something like this. Yeah. Never. I've never been a part of something for this long this consistent and i kind of get a little pissed off at myself because i was if i was this consistent at other Everything. things mm-hmm. dude i would be a fucking renaissance man i'd be a millionaire yeah you know what i'm saying but yeah it's one of those things you just got to keep going mm-hmm. if, if you're listening to this and you're doing something and you're passionate about it keep going don't make a bullshit excuse to step away from it i'll get to it in two weeks fuck that we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised next week. You could mm. die, but you you could die with regret if you don't, if you give up. That's or, real. Or if you don't take something as seriously as you should be taking it. Yeah. And even, you know, like you said, that's kind of going back to how the podcast started. I actually, I actually don't know the story like verbatim. Mm-hmm. I, it just kind of happened so fast. But basically, Eddie had this idea. He, you know, he was on the road a lot and he was listening to a lot of different just consuming a bunch of different content, whether it's YouTube videos or, you know, um, you know, just people talking, audio books, right. all these things. And then he was like, yo, man, I want to start a podcast. So I, you know, I did a little bit of research and then I sent him a little app that yeah. Um, anchor, yeah, an- the anchor app. Mm-hmm. And he started recording stuff on his phone. And uh, he, what did you do? Like two episodes, three episodes? Something I like did that? like five. Five episodes? But it, they, this is bad audio. It didn't sound good, but it was- yeah, the, the truck is loud, man. Yeah, the truck is loud. <laughs> so it was just a prequel to this. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you you, you were able to- uh, and, But even before then, you had put out a couple YouTube videos where you was That's just- true. You was just chopping it up about different topics. Yeah, I um, did. So, you know, going back to that, that's like the first, you know, the preface to- Right. Um, this whole podcast thing so you did that you did the anchor stuff and um you know just pouring out your thoughts yeah solo and i don't even know how i got involved but you know we was just chopping it up on the phone one day (laughs) (laughs) and then i just pulled up on my computer like because luckily you know i had obviously i had a macbook um just off the strength of you know needing it for school needed it for uh you know, just, you know, making music, different homework assignments, et cetera, et cetera. Porn. Po- yeah, you definitely need uh, the laptop for porn. Um, <laughs> you need that 13 inches, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so um, I had that, and then I had, 
um, also a mic that I, actually my brother, had, my little brother had got it for me for Christmas a, a couple couple years ago. So I got that, and then I had an interface. I had everything I needed basically yeah. to to record music. And then you know when the podcast idea came about, I was like, well, I have the software. Let's do it. I got the microphone. I got the interface. You know, I'm gonna just pull up and and, and we'll rock. And you know, that was the first time we ever really we did it outside of like having a phone conversation. So right. we just set up the laptop and we started talking. And yeah. um, since then, you know, that was episode one. You know, by episode twenty, we we might have got like another mic and yeah. you know some more equipment, and then you know I think we no, nah, it was before <clears throat> twenty because it was before twenty because we okay. we went to Caesar. Uh-huh. That was episode twenty. We already had the other mic. Well, yeah, we had two, one for him, and we we share one. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, and That's we had trip. tree on here and all kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, we just you know it, it takes some. You got to realize that. With any sort of thing you do, it's an investment, right? 100%. So you know, there's, there's, and you're playing the long game. Um, the reason why, if you, if you, if you treat this as a stock market, the reason why a lot of people fail at the stock market is because they're trying to guess consistently. Yeah. When it's when in reality, the most successful people in the stock market are the ones that play the long game. 100%. The guys like Warren Buffett, who you know, who can invest in Coca Coca Cola maybe in the in the fifties or the sixties or something like that and have the wherewithal to hold it all the yeah. way into two thousand twenty. Back when they had real coke in the drink. Yeah. Yeah. You heard about that shit, right? Yeah. The motherfuckers had real cocaine in it. <laughs> I believe Ain't that it. a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, you know it's a problem when people start sucking dick for soda. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know why I'm sucking dick, man. I'm just soda so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Here's the thing too. There's there's it's not like there's rules, but these are some things you might want to consider if you want to start a podcast. For one, find someone who is equally dedicated like you. Two. Yeah. We started off with one mic, we shared it. What that does is it eliminates you talking over each other. How many podcasts or shows have you listened to where people, grown adults are fighting over like I was that. You know how hard that is to listen to when you're trying to um, listen to any content you listen to motherfuckers yell and scream over each other that's hard yeah. and it's annoying so we eliminated that by using one mic but we well, also it was a money issue but yeah yeah but we had no what it is is i wasn't fully invested i had the money <laughs> I, I had the money but this, i, I, I came here with a thousand dollar laptop $60 microphone. <laughs> this nigga, man. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is like, I was like, eventually we got all the, all the shit we needed. We got multiple mics. Uh, you got an interface, got some other shit. But yeah. we do the production in-house. That's another thing, too. No offense to any of the local studios out there. You got to make your money. But fuck that. We do our shit right here at my place. That's where we do all the production. Yeah. It might sound like we're at a studio, but we just got a good setup. It sounds great. So if you want to do a podcast and you don't want to constantly spend a bunch of money, buy your own shit. That's another thing. Yeah, um, it's going to call it that. That's what at the same goes back to that investing. Yeah. Would you rather that playing a short game is spending $50 an hour at whatever studio playing the long game is buying you a MacBook thousand dollar buying you two microphones that, you know, hit for like 60, 70 dollars buying you an interface. It's like two hundred, two fifty, two hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, 
you know, buying you a, a hard drive that's, you know, may hit for like, you know, 150 or yeah. buying you headphones that may be 30 bucks a piece. Like it starts yeah. to add up. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, paying at $50 an hour, you know, yeah, it's going to start adding up and you won't yeah. you won't be able to have that consistency. Exactly. Because you you're working on their time. Right. And these are people that have a studio that's for everybody part time. Yeah. For everybody. And it's part time purposes only. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. So, yeah. I don't want to wait on the motherfucker when I want to put my content out. Fuck yeah. that. I'm not waiting on somebody that they probably may not, not even be consistent, but I'm waiting on some other podcast to go in there for fucking a couple minutes and scratch their nuts and leave. Fuck that. I want to get yeah. my content out to the world so everybody can hear it. And it feels bad from, you know, for me, what an entrepreneurial mind, it feels bad for me to be paying somebody $50 an hour. Um, and they just chilling like yeah, they make that, you know, they make one hundred, one hundred fifty dollars off of you and they just sitting in there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I would rather invest that same amount of money in myself. And even, you know, if you if you think about um, I don't know how many times we personally have been to like other studios and recorded right. in there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's one hundred dollars each time that we've yeah. done it. So, yeah, that, that same hundred dollars we could have invested into more equipment or exactly whatever. So. Yeah, it's just always good to have like a neutral ground too. You know, when you're doing a podcast and you want to have guests, mm-hmm. you don't always want everybody over your house. People that I trust, I have them over. But if I don't know them like that, I'm not having everyone over my fucking house. Yeah. So having that 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 space is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna speak on the situation now, but uh, yeah, we don't we ain't gotta fuck with nobody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got our we got our own you know <clears throat> stuff going on. So we'll we'll talk more about that uh, future. Uh, for future reference yeah um another thing the last thing i'll say about podcasting or just in general is uh don't connect everything to a paycheck and don't connect and don't be a slave to the analytics sometimes you get so caught up in looking at the analytics like dang this one on this episode only got this many listens or this episode only got this many listens what you need to understand is it's not about that it's about the content is your content getting better you know, are you slacking off? Are you not picking uh, topics that engage people? Whatever the case, make sure you stay true to the craft and everything's going to be all right. You know, yeah. don't want to make it like I'm the fucking master podcast. But we've been doing this shit for 100 episodes. Yeah, so we, we have some knowledge in doing this shit. One oh. thing I want to say about the picking topics mm-hmm. is um, pick topics that are engaging for the audience but also right. pick a topic that you are actually passionate about right there's been some topics that we we you know may every eddie would pitch to me or I'm, i may pitch to eddie and it may be like the biggie big news event of the week or whatever but i'm like honestly i don't care enough about it so when the conversation is going on i am just going to be um disengaged because i don't care about what um Nicki Minaj said to Meek Mill or I don't really care about you know Kanye West and what he you know a meeting with Donald Trump or whatever like I'm just not passionate about those things right so I'm why more the so, fuck would you yeah, talk about them yeah I'm more so passionate about other things and I can have a more fruitful engaging conversation about those because I actually care so True. those that's that's definitely one of the things just picking topics that you actually care about not only that some topics are incredibly oversaturated if I hear seven to like 15 different news outlets talking about the same thing or they talking about Cardi B. Why the fuck would I talk about Cardi B too? Mm. I'm drowning you with the same shit you've been hearing all week. I want to pick topics that 
are completely different that you're not going to hear on other podcasts. And if you do hear them on other podcasts, then I will give you a totally different shade of what you've already heard. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like uh, saying word for word what somebody else is saying. Why the fuck would you listen to me if I did that? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't listen to me. And another thing I do too is is I listen to the podcast, but I put myself in the dry in, in the in the car or a long trip or whatever the case. And I think would I listen to these motherfuckers if I was in the car? Would I listen to Keith talk about microcosms? Would I listen to <laughs> fucking <laughs> stupid? <laughs> oh my god! Would I listen to Would I listen to Eddie rant about some shit? Like would I listen to these guys? And you know. Some episodes, I'm like, no, nah, I probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But for the most of them, I'm like, oh, we did a pretty good job, objectively speaking. You know, yeah. as, as as objective as you can be listening to yourself. Um, but yeah, man, um, mm-hmm. that's that's all I've got. And I want to thank everybody that listens to this podcast mm-hmm. and gives us a chance to, you know, entertain them for all that short amount of time that we give you. Yeah. Definitely. And all those little uh, words of encouragement yeah. that we get out in the, I don't, you know, people don't care about me, but Eddie usually gets those out in the world and, you know, people be uh, posting us on their timeline yeah, and, you know, on awesome. their story and stuff like that. We appreciate every single one of the uh, you guys because, you know, that keeps pushing, that keeps, uh, you know, that's like fuel to our fire. Right. Obviously, we have some sort of self-motivation, but... You know, we we know we're doing the right thing when yeah. somebody comes up to Eddie at the gym or somebody inboxes right. you or you right. know, you're out in public and they're like, hey, man, like, you know, I got to get on a podcast or whatever. Most of the time, I don't want y'all niggas on my podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> I appreciate the sentiments. <laughs> I want to talk about bitches on the podcast. Like, hey, man. Hey, dude, you, you got the wrong fucking place, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And sometimes mm. you get girls that give you those. Like they'll say they'll reference something on a podcast. Like that was so funny what you guys said about Cox. It's so yeah. I, it's, it's so it's so ironic because I love. Cox. <laughs> like oh that's, that's that's good. That was funny. You know, um, I just love Keith. I'm so in love. With him. I'm like what? Why don't you inbox Keith? I love you too, baby. <laughs> I just want you gotta, uh, you I, just, gotta, uh, I just want Keith to spank me. <laughs> you know how the artist, yeah. Um, They'll be performing or they'll be giving a speech or something. And then uh, yeah. they'll be like, oh, I love you, Michael Jackson. Or I love you, Chris Brown. Right, you know right. I mean? That's stupid. That's awesome. That would freak me the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I love you, Eddie McGee. I'll be like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, nah, funny. I wouldn't do that, man. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Right. It's ironic um, because I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast yeah. earlier today. And um, they just had their like, fifth year anniversary. Oh, so, wow. yeah, some of the same stuff we were talking about, about, you know, us um, having the ability to get to 100. But, you know, obviously they're on a, a bigger level and they were yeah. talking about their Spotify deal and how they had to turn down a bunch of big deals and yeah. play the long game. And it, yeah. it, it, it was good and bad because it sucks because for me as a, a podcaster myself and a, and a podcast consumer, I want to know the ins and outs of all a hundred percent. Like, what does the deal look like? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what is, what are the numbers? And not right. because I'm, uh, I'm just curious as to, you know, what our potential is. Right. hundred percent. You know, so, um, the market's going change. Man. Yeah. They were talking about turning down bigger deals to, to go with Spotify to play the long game and stuff like that. Yeah, was, man. Yeah. It's just dope, but it's also sucks at the same time. Cause you, I wish they dived more into the yeah, but it's cool because it means that the 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 ceiling has not been reached for podcasts, which is fucking awesome. 
Yeah. Right. And the thing, the thing too is, it's like, you know, once you start making money, and people are like, oh my god, I seen your net worth on Google. Are you are you really worth seven million dollars? Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I don't know. I don't even know. <clears throat> don't be humble. I seen it. I seen it. You guys are making a lot of money doing that. Yeah, so like, you can't believe everything on the internet. Yeah, you can't believe anything on the internet. Yeah. And then you walk off, you'd be like, You dumb hoe, I'm actually worth fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and move on from this, man. But like we said, we appreciate you. Um switching gears. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone has seen this, but a stripper fell fifteen feet from a stripper pole over in Texas, right? And she fell hard. It wasn't like a regular fall. It was like she just fucking turned into a pancake when she hit the ground. Yeah. So to make a long story short, she's shaking ass, right? That's what strippers do. Um, she's sh- she's shaking ass up there, and she's trying to go for this the home run of strippers. You know, it's like this this move where they up in the air, but they twerking while holding the pole, and she slipped. She must have had too much cocoa butter on her hands or something. <laughs> so she slips off the fucking pole, bam, hits the ground. She falls like less than a foot away from the next stripper, and as soon as she hits the ground, she just starts twerking. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that, the, the showmanship, I, I'd have to, I have to appreciate that. Concussion, broke jaw, everything. Yeah, Still twerking. Yeah, she broke her jaw, and she, uh, she cracked some teeth, and the thing about it is people are like, you know, you can't make a joke about that. You can't, let me be very clear when I say this. I know people personally who have lost fingers at work. Okay. Oh my gosh. There's certain dangers involved when you do certain jobs. That doesn't mean I'm desensitized to it. It's it's unfortunate that she fucked herself up. You know, but I credit her for continuing on. She fell down, fucked herself up, started shaking ass. And I was like, wow, if I seen a stripper fall 15 feet, I'm paying some money. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, was that your stomach, dude? Yeah, I don't know. God what damn. <laughs> My stomach want to be a podcaster too. Nah, he heard a story about a stripper and his stomach was like, wow. Eat one of these fucking cupcakes or something, man. This dude, god damn. That was funny. That I shit have was no wild. idea why that oh, happened. Oh, didn't you, didn't you tell me about somebody that did that at the movies? Oh, their stomach was going crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, their stomach was so loud. Like it's like, <laughs> and you know when you when you when you get a little bit older, your body starts to change in weird ways. And yeah. I was one of them old people stomach growls. It was, it was like, like <laughs> 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 that was funny. I forgot what I was yo, watching. If I was, movies, was I was at the movies, I would. If I was at the movies, I would have said <clears throat> some shit like, "Yo, can your intestines be quiet?" <laughs> That's what happens. You untest when you eating a bunch of burritos and shit. Your yeah. stomach be like, "Yo, <laughs> let working too hard here." Yo, son, <laughs> your intestines from New York and shit. <laughs> yo, B, yo, yo, let me the fuck out of here, B. Come on, yo. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I got a dookie, yo. <laughs> yeah, but to make a long story short, the stripper fell down. She fucked herself up pretty bad, but she's okay. She had to get surgery on her jaw and get it wired shut. God damn. Uh, she got stitches in her chin. She had some cracked teeth. She was crying about it. But she said, I'm going to be all right. And supposedly the strip club is not reliable for that due to the fact that she's part time. Right. People just don't. They just don't care about. They don't nobody, care. They, bro. they don't care. As long as you make them money, they cool. They don't care. And it's fucked up. Actually, I think that, um, you know, you should be liable for all of that. And, it, and it's crazy. 
The reason why they don't want to, to, to there's there's two things could be true. I think it's wrong that they're not liable for it, but they are. But at the same time, strippers would be purposely falling from that high if they knew they could get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Yeah, she be. I mean, she could probably go up to twenty feet and fall off. But another thing too, what I oh found, what crazy. I what I found hilarious because I don't want to drag this on too long, is supposedly OSHA was supposed to intervene. And any any um any like height over six foot tall, you gotta wear a hard hat. Can you imagine a stripper being up on a pole with a fucking hard hat on? Yeah, she's twerking and shit, shaking ass, pussy juice flying everywhere, and a motherfucking hard hat. Man. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> crazy. <clears throat> Jeez, Louise, that's insane, man. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I think uh, I think. Yeah, just for me, just looking at just seeing the video and seeing her fall that far, it was it was it was pretty sad. And for her to to keep going after she fell, like that's the equivalent of Deontay Wilder getting knocked out and getting back up and still trying to fight. I guess so. Yeah, <clears throat> you should just stay down and you know take your take your take your loss and and, and chill out. But um, for for the for the 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 strip club not to sort of intervene and i don't know what type of health health insurance or whatever she has but i don't know they be starting GoFundMes for way yeah, worse she reason. got one she, she got, got one she's got 30 dollars oh, okay solid you know yeah, that's solid. probably that might be more than she making a year so damn you know, she got is getting med- medical bills taken care of and shit yeah and supposedly the, cl- the the club she strips at supposed to help her out let me be very clear when i say this um I'm not I'm not shitting on any woman as a stripper, but let me be very clear. Uh I just don't think you should do it. Uh the reason and here's why. I just think that um to me I just think that women are worth more than that, but that that could come off I guess misogynistic in this era, you know. These you know, liberals you, really be you trying to support sex workers. Don't is, is the stripper considered a sex worker? I don't know. No, she's not a sex. She's worker. not having sex, but yeah. I guess it's in that same realm. But here's the thing: I, if you want to talk about like, I guess, uh, uh, liberal extremely, that it's not even liberal ideology. It's like liberal ideology by today's standards, because liberals really didn't have these problems until like 2016 up, mm-hmm. <laughs> 2015, 16 is when it started getting weird. But, uh, dude, if if let's say a chick is a sex worker, why would you support that? Like, you support misogyny, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You, you like a dude's throwing money at a chick because she's naked. That's just not, the whole concept is fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way I'd be no. Yeah, I don't have too much else to say about this situation. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie. When I first seen her fucking hit the ground, I was laughing, dude. Yeah, I was fucking laughing because I thought she was okay because she started twerking. <laughs> I figured like, yo, this chick is such a fucking showman, right, or show woman. That she fell and just dusted herself off and started shaking that ass. And it was a big ass, too. You know what like, she wow. should do? This is, you know, a good marketing scheme for uh-huh. her. Yeah. Because essentially what she did was she showed the mamba mentality. Wow. So she should coin the term stripper mentality or something equivalent to that and then just start selling T-shirts. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't even know how you could monetize that. You fucked yourself up. I don't know what's so powerful about that. She started twerking afterwards. That's the equivalent of Kobe Bryant going to the free throw line with a torn Achilles. I don't think we should discredit Kobe's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't, dis- we shouldn't discredit Kobe's legacy. <laughs> Do not ever compare a stripper to yeah. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh, man. God damn. 
<laughs> yeah, you know it'd be crazy if they start letting these strippers use hard hats. Mm-hmm. They will fucking get so much money because they could put all that money in that hard hat. Mm-hmm. That would be like I think that would be like an added like uh, aesthetic. The, you, you know the the process of women collecting money after they strip it's so I, not it's well. And we live in a smaller town, so right. I don't know about Atlanta where they with rappers and stuff, and then they might you know use push brooms or whatever. But here right. it'd be like. Fifteen dollars on stage and ones, and yeah. the strip was a strip. Then they leave the stage, and then they'll come back out and with the little clunky heels, and yeah. then they pick the money up and then leave. That's right. Like, this is such a strange process. Like, yeah, definitely, uh, man. Yeah. And what's weird is when, first of all, I don't fuck with strip clubs, right? I don't, I don't pay to see women naked, and it just to me, it's weird. And it's, it's called a gentleman's club. Gentlemen don't go to the fucking strip club. Yeah. Fuck no, I don't. I, I work hard for my money, man. I'm not spending it on some girl half naked. And this is, and you think about it too. Women don't ever have an excuse to be broke because men will do anything. Men will pay for pictures of your fucking feet. God dang. It's dudes that be rubbing, <clears throat> it's, it's dudes that literally will rub one out to a chick's feet, dude. Oh my gosh. Oh, your big toe. Oh, oh my God. Your fucking pinky oh. toes. Fuck, man. Oh my God. It's, oh. And they do it in that same voice. Fuck, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe your feet look like that. Oh, your, your toenails are purple. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. I love the Lakers. God damn it. Oh, oh, I love how that little second toe is longer than the big toe. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious, man. It, it, it's weird, dude, because if you think about. You just think about the weird shit men do for women that men women would never do for us. Mm-hmm. Like it's women that got premium Snapchats. They just send a picture of their titties and they be getting like eighty, one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars a photo. Yeah, yo, women would never pay for a picture premium of my dick snaps. ever. Yeah. Women don't, man. Women would never pay me for a picture of my dick. Yeah, I've and sent if, some dick pics and girls got mad, so I know ain't nobody paying for my dick pics. You send a dick pic and they be like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask you to send that. Make sure you ask me before you send that. <laughs> I'm out here sending dick pics. I don't need no, I don't need no consent to send a dick pic. I don't need no dick sent to send a dick <laughs> oh man that's hilarious man yeah you know what's weird too is like you see you'll hear a chick say shit like don't ever send dick pics that's ridiculous i've had i've had women send me unsolicited Unsolicited. pictures of them just all the way naked and i didn't make a big deal out of it i was like oh titties that's awesome yeah it'd be like eight like seven in the morning i wake up and i see some titties on my phone i'm like wow i didn't see the titties before i even eat breakfast (laughs) Especially when girls go out, like like on a, you probably get something crazy yeah, on when a they Sunday drunk. morning yeah. or a Saturday morning. Yeah, when they mm-hmm. come, they come, when they 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 drunk. I guess being drunk is the excuse. Yeah, it'll be some weird shit. They'll be naked, like they'll be sitting there with no top on, like eating Eggo waffles. You be like, what the fuck is going uh, on? <laughs> you fucking eat a bowl of cereal with your titties out. <laughs> you know what's funny is when you see that type of shit. I send like a not even a backhanded compliment. It'd be like a man that cereal look fire. <laughs> oh man but yeah it, lucky charm it's all it's all yeah lucky lucky nips <laughs> lucky nips <laughs> yeah man yeah but uh yeah at the end of the day uh, i hope she's okay and she came out with a video she said that she is gonna be all right so yeah hopefully she go to college and get off that stage yeah yeah because yeah. i outside of like <clears throat> me 
understanding that a woman's body is much more valuable than twenty dollars ones or whatever amount of dollars and ones that they throw on stage. Um I that's there's not really any longevity in the in the strip club. Fuck I, there's no. probably a few strippers with the with the um with the mindset or, you know, with the ability to be like, okay, I'm gonna get all this money, I'm gonna put it in a savings account and then after a while, I'm going to invest in, you know, some apartments or I'm going to invest in a home and I'm going to rent it out and then, you know, right. or I'm going to throw it in a stock, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But I doubt, I believe, and I'm almost 100% sure that most of these women are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Even if they're making, you know, there's some strippers that make $100,000 a year in Atlanta or whatever. I'm sure they still live in paycheck to paycheck because, yeah. you know, they're buying all these you know, expensive cars and purses they, they and rent shit. is probably high. Yeah. And all the kind of purses and clothes and whatever to keep up with the, keep up with the Joneses. But, um, yeah. So for me, um, I just want them to get off the stage so they can do something better with their lives. Like something that you could actually be proud of something that you can, don't you, you know, tell me what to do with my body. Yeah. yeah. Something that you can put on a resume. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's the fucking, that's the rebuttal. Like don't, don't don't mansplain to me about what I'm supposed to do with my body. Yeah, and, and don't tell me what I. Look, here's the thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm from a very general general aspect. I'll say this: um, since the beginning of time, what a lot of women do, I think that stripping is just a bold version of a woman exercising her sexuality to get ahead. And what I mean by that is this: you notice that when you see like car commercials, certain ads, it's usually a woman with like big breasts or like she's really pretty or whatever the case. Or even have you ever been to somewhere and a woman's trying to sell you something like either a car salesman or whatever? I was looking for some tables today for the podcast and some uh, at the front at a furniture store. I'll leave them nameless. But I went in there. I was looking to literally buy some shit. And she was like, so can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I'm just looking for a table. Uh, you know, me and my co-host, we got a podcast. She's like, oh, what about this one here? He's like, oh, you'll really like this one. Here, come with me. Come with me. I'll show you. I'll show you. And I'm just like, this is like a little sexual undertone yeah. of this. Like, I don't want to buy pussy. I want a fucking table. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think some people take it out of context. Like, no, she was just being nice and you're being a jerk. No, I, there's a lot of women that will, even women that work in real estate. It's some women that you'll see a picture of them and like, a male client and they breast all out. I'm like, yo, you trying to sell a house? What the fuck are you trying to do? Yeah. And I'm not. And look, let me be clear. I'm not stating that all women go around and do this, but a lot of times it's just unnecessary. Yeah. It's like it's it's another thing is like the whole internet fitness model shit where it'll be a chick like lifting weights, but you got 95% of your titties out. You don't got to have your titties out to lift weights. You just doing it because you know it's grabbing attention. Yeah. So, ladies, you don't have that's, to do yeah. this. You don't. You don't yeah. have to do that. That's that's our point. It's like yeah. you're so much more valuable than a thirty thousand likes on Instagram, right? Like, you know what I mean. And for me, as a as a you know uh, a heterosexual male, you only view these women in in one way, and that's I just want to have sex with her. Hundred percent. It's never like, man, I could marry this woman, or you know, I would love to to you know have a family with this girl right. or whatever. It's always like, you know, I just want to have sex with her. And that's 100%. pretty much the end of the story. You're not even giving me a chance to know you. Because mm-hmm. only thing that the first, I think the first interaction, first of all, I just think this, the whole half being half naked thing is it is it's, it's like extremely oversaturated. 
Like, if you think you're going to get a different reception because, like, you know, you have a nice body or whatever, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. It's not going to do shit. It's only going to do things for a man that is really shallow himself. Yeah. Because if a dude see you and you got some nice titties and he's approaching you because you got nice titties, you don't want to fuck with that dude. Trust me. Mm-hmm. A motherfucker that's approaching you because you got a nice ass and you got nice titties, that is not the motherfucker that you want. You want the dude that's approaching you because he respects your bu- your business acumen or he sees that you're a realtor and you're really sharp at your job or you have a degree in something. That's the type of person you want to approach you. But, hey, who am I? I'm just a black guy with a podcast. So who gives a fuck, yeah. right? And also, you can't discredit <laughs> our opinions about it because we're on the, the opposite side. So 100%. we have like this first, this, you know, this front seat to how these situations play out. And, you know, obviously you can do whatever you want to with your body. You can be a stripper. You can sell uh, pictures of your feet on Snapchat or what, whatever you <laughs> want to do. On Footbook. On <laughs> Footbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could do all these things, but we're just trying to tell you that you're the that essentially the energy that you're putting out into the world is the energy that you're going to get back so um mm-hmm. you know you're going to find a certain type of person that is attracted to that and you know he may not be the best person for you fuck no it's typically going to be a meathead yeah that just want some pussy All yeah right. well i don't got much else to say about that so switching gears um very unfortunate story there was a uh, 64-year-old uh, homemade scientist that was considered a flat earther, right? People that believe the earth is flat. Uh, uh, Mad Mike Hughes, he took a, a homemade rocket that he created in his garage, and he tried to blast it out in the outer space. Now, I'll make this short and sweet. Un- uh, first off, rest in peace to him, um, but this did not end well. Uh, he, it shot out into the sky. And his parachute was the first thing to leave the fucking rocket. Mm-hmm. So this guy's up in in the air. I don't know how many. He's at least around a thousand feet, over a thousand feet. Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty high. It was pretty fucking high. Mm-hmm. He was getting clo- about to be close to the clouds. I'll tell you that much. So he he goes up. The the parachute pops out, and then you just see him detached from the fucking rocket, and he fell to his death. Now. Here's the deal. I don't want to make a joke of this. Look, I don't I don't want to crack a joke on anybody, especially when they did that. I could uh, commend him for his bravery and sticking to a belief that the world is flat and he wanted to prove it. Right. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is the people that had 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 the scientific evidence behind it are people that actually have the money and the funding to, to do the research. So they've done it and said it's round. You're saying it's flat. But even to create a rocket, you got to be pretty fucking smart. So this guy is pretty smart. But in order to pull off shooting a rocket out into outer space, you need a panel of smart people. Right. You need people to tell you, like, nope, that won't work. You fucked up there. And he didn't have that. So unfortunately, he fucked himself up. But I will put this more in the realm of natural selection. When you do when you try to shoot off a rocket in the outer space that you made from your garage made out of pots and pans. You fucked up. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, and it sucks. It's just like we we mentioned him in um, uh, Juice World, the rapper Juice World. Juice mm. World was extremely talented, and he was also very smart. Um, but he died from t- take eating a bunch of drugs and swallowing a bunch of pills. 
And it, that it's so beneath you to die like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's unfortunate. And I'm definitely not trying to make light out of it. But fuck, man. I always, uh, I remember the show, A Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah. And basically the show was, the premise of the show was, <coughs> excuse me, the premise of the show was to show basically the most outlandish and most idiotic ways that people have um, died or killed themselves or whatever. And a lot of it was you see people on there and like having sex in a garage while the car was on. Or there was a guy that wanted to, he wanted to, um, to make himself look like he had a, you know, a longer. Right. I've seen that episode. Yeah. So he tied the meat to his leg and it basically cut off his circulation circulation and then he died. Um, and a couple other, you know, crazy, crazy, um, crazy uh, yeah, ways that te- people die. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Why would you be that like? Uh, I don't mean no pun intended. Why would you want to be that hard up to to like prove that you got a big cock, and then you fucking die trying to prove you had a big dick? But yeah. then imagine this: imagine if you hook up with a chick, right? Let's say she sees that dick and she's like, "Oh, I want that," and then you get her back to your place and you put your pants down and you got a fucking italian sausage <laughs> in your pants and, yeah and she sees that your dick's not nowhere near that size she's gonna fucking leave bro yeah i don't i don't get what, I don't get, what, what the do point you, is and what? also the average girl can't handle a no. dick that big anyway no you gotta stop watching so much porn man yeah if, that'd be if, skewing your perception it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll skew your perception you'll be thinking that your penis is small watching porn but your dick is above average <laughs> and then you you're fucking these chicks and they're like oh my god and you're like she's lying but she's not lying yeah because the, the dick oh is oh my god that hurts hurt you'd be like, you be like just, what it hurts I'm just regular. Now you know how you know you know how there's probably some chicks that lie. Where the, it's probably some chicks where the dick don't even be in there. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so painful. <laughs> You're like, that's the air, bitch. The <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just my thumb. Like I ain't even done nothing. Yet. Like man, you ain't done in there already queefing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it hurts. <laughs> Like what the fuck is going on here? But yeah, but it, that that episode was dumb. That was terrible. Yeah, and it, it was. I a, mean, all of them are dumb. Yeah, but another mm-hmm. one that was fucked up is a dude died because he uh he was trying to get a soda out the soda machine and pulled the goddamn machine oh, and it on, fell on him. It fell on him. Folks, look, man, it, I'm gonna give it back to Keith. My bad, man. I, it, <laughs> it's just like fuck when you die like this. That's a form of natural, natural selection. Selection, yeah. It's not like you had a horrific situation. Yeah. You know, like, but fuck, man. Ugh. Yeah. I always wondered, kind of going on a tangent, but I always wondered how the world would be if um, if we didn't, because we have skewed natural selection a bit because we have medical doctors, right. we have dentists, we have, right. um, you know, different physicians and stuff like that. Um, but I always wonder how the world would look if it was, you know, solely, like you only lived based on your ability to live oh wow it'd be a lot of people dying yeah it'd be a lot of people dead at 17 years old yeah because you think about it you know if someone overdoses you know you know a lot of times they'll go to the hospital and get their stomach pumped and then they'll be back to normal or you know if we have some some sort of cancers or anything like that um so you know this is pretty crazy to think about yeah uh rest in peace to him uh, but just folks, this is just certain shit that I don't think you should. I advise you not to try. Um, also, but, it kind of goes to our point though about you know being 
I think you said something about being willing to die yeah. know, for what you believe in or yeah. something like that. 100%. And although, you know, what he did was preposterous, he had, he lived by that motto. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, uh, he's, I, I, I could kind of, um, have compassion for his passion. Right. And he's, you know, he's putting in, I don't know how, when he started this thing, but, Essentially, to build a a rocket out of stuff you you just got laying around in your garage is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. You know? it is. And you know, he died behind it, but he died dying what he believed in, dying yeah. for what he believed in. And yeah. at the end of the day, you know, if you're willing to stand on that, I have no choice to respect it, even if I might feel it's preposterous. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. There you go. Uh, uh, switching gears. Um, I don't know how many people have seen this story recently, but it's a a, a nine year old dwarf uh, came out with the video, or his mother did, and it's it went viral. He's nine years old, and it was a video of him crying, saying he wanted to kill himself. He was asking his mom, like, "Where's the rope? I want to kill myself." He's like, "I'm just so tired of this," and I guess he was being bullied. Here's my take on it, right? I don't like bullies. I don't like bullies at all. Okay, but I, I, there's so many things to me that can be true. Uh, one of them is, is is I was I'm highly skeptical of anything that goes viral on the Internet because the Internet is exactly where people come when they want to lie. OK, so forgive me if I'm not all in like everybody immediately. And he's like, but the boy's a dwarf. Why don't you believe he's being bullied? I believe that he's being bullied, but I also believe that there's it could also be a scam. And the reason why is there was a story that was that's comparable to this. That happened a year ago with the boy, and they found out that one of even one of his parents was a white supremacist, and the story was like it was it was a scam, it was mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so why wouldn't I be skeptical? I'm not calling the boy a liar, um, but it seems like the story is adding up thus far. Um, but my biggest issue is is even if it's not a scam, why as a parent would you put a video on your on your son? Stating that he wanted to kill himself. That's a very intimate and very private moment. Why would you want to catch your child in a moment of despair saying they wanted to fucking kill themselves? Yeah. That to me is very troubling. And that to me also points to is the is the mother capitalizing on the fact that her son being a dwarf can get her a GoFundMe. And let's be very clear. That may sound very insensitive, but for all those that don't know, the GoFundMe was over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So I'm just trying to figure out uh, how does $350,000 stop bullying? It doesn't stop shit. Yeah. In fact, the kid could go to, they wanted to raise a fund for this kid to go to Disneyland, right? Which, I mean, that's great. But once he gets back from Disneyland, that bully's going to be waiting to fuck him up again. Yeah. So what the fuck was the money for? Mm-hmm. Right? It's setting, it's setting a bad example in regards to you can't put a monetary value behind bullying. Bullying is bullying, and it's never going to stop. The, the The only lesson, in my opinion, that you can teach someone that is either deaf, um, has dwarfism, or whatever the case, or any, or you, if let's say your kid's a really nice kid, but they're a little chubby kid that goes to church, and you know, and they get they're they're gonna be those type of kids are food, okay? Those type of kids are fucking food to bullies. So the best thing you could do is teach your kid to fight back because life is a bully. Life is going to kick your fucking ass unless you fight back. When you're poor or you're broke, you can't just get on your knees and cry. There needs to be a course of action. 
Yeah. So although we may hate bullies, there's so many things that we really need to get, like that we really need to understand. But I'll be too long with it here. So I know Keith's got something he'd like to chime in on about it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, like you said, the the three hundred and fifty thousand dollars is not gonna do the three hundred and fifty thousand dollars is not gonna buy him a new set of limbs. Right. So that, that he magically becomes five three or whatever the right. average height is for a nine year old or whatever. The you know, that, that money is not gonna do anything but mask the real issues that's going on. hundred percent. You know what I'm on. I think, you know, I would liken it to um a person running away from their problems and, you know, trying to, you know, cover them, you know, with buying bags or consuming right. alcohol or whatever. Um, and like you said, the mom, the, the mom is, re- that's really sketchy to me. Right. Even that you would, even that you would have that sort of conversation and, and pull your phone out. Like, yeah, I don't stupid. know how old the mom is, but, um, like that's very childish to me. That's it like, very. It, you know, you see people pulling out phones for fights and stuff like that's just, that, and that's your son, it's the person you're supposed to, to yeah. genuinely care about. But you're putting your son out, exposing your son out to the world. That, like that's stupid. supposed to be an intimate conversation, yeah, which stupid. is weird to me. Like take that to the principal or the school or whatever. Exactly. Um, Thank you. Don't take it to the internet. Don't. <clears throat> yeah. And here's the thing: people say, "Well, we need we need to have um, awareness about bullying." No, we fucking don't. We all know bullies existed. They've existed since the genesis of time. Okay, yeah. it's been bullies everywhere. We know that they fucking exist. They've been around before the internet. They've been around before social media. Okay, they've been around. Yeah, we know that they're fucking here. The problem I have with this is the fact that you pull out your camera, right? And this is without your son's, you know, without your son's permission. That video is going to be on the internet for his whole fucking life. Yeah, I don't get why people post stuff like this. Like we talked about this a million times. But the chick that's always with her ass out, half naked, those pictures ain't going nowhere. They're going to be on the internet their whole fucking life. Yeah. These videos of the boy saying he want to kill himself. Imagine when that the, the, the boy with dwarfism, imagine if he gets older, he's like 25, 23, and he meets the love of his life, and he's very happy with how his life is going. But he has to be reminded that he at one time he wanted to fucking kill himself because his stupid mom posted the fucking video. Yeah. that to, I don't agree with that at all. Mm-hmm. That those moments should not be put on there. They should not be put on the fucking internet. Yeah, this is internal. Mm-hmm. You know, and then not to mention, if the bullying is the issue, why didn't somebody stop the GoFundMe account? I don't get it. It would bother me as a parent if somebody created a GoFundMe account and the money's going up, going up, going up. I say, hey, look, we got enough donations. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. You can stop donating. I would st- personally, a person with integrity, I feel like they would stop that fucking GoFundMe. Yeah. It's over three hundred some thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, you know. And then look, and it it makes me sound incredibly insensitive, but this is for people who are half thinkers, right? You're only looking at it through one one hole. You're like, oh, he's being bullied. This is wrong. He deserves his money, and the bullies are messed up. But here's something that. Nobody talks about, right? You want to know the ugly truth about bullying? It's your fault. It's my fault. It's all of our faults. We are all complicit in the bullying. You want to know why? Because your fucking kid that goes to school, that watch little Jimmy get his ass whooped, they stand there and watch it. They pull their phones out. They're complicit in the bullying. That's why the bullying is happening still. 
It's not like it's only one person's fault, like it's only the bully. It's your fucking fault and all of our faults. How many times do you see somebody get in a fight and be like, hey, look, they fighting. That's your fault also. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is your fault also i'll give you a a little brief story here um when i was in the eighth grade uh my it was me and my homie daryl rest in peace to daryl um but there was this little asian girl in our class i won't disclose her name but uh i'll just tell you that she was asian um her name was probably kim uh no uh but uh <laughs> so here's the thing <laughs> right but here's here's what happened Back then, there was a movie called Mulan that came out, right? And uh, at McDonald's, they had this chicken nugget sauce called Sasachewan sauce. So Daryl would call her Mulan and say something about the chicken nugget sauce, and it would make me laugh. And I would be laughing, and it was fucking wrong, right? I'm laughing at him, cracking these jokes, and it's the same joke every fucking day, right? But I have no idea because I'm a kid. And this guy's terrorizing this girl. He's terrorizing her. And I'm fucking laughing at it, right? So to make a long story short, this was happening. And then one day she was crying. And in class, I said, hey, 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 stop, man. Stop. And then he started saying it. And I said, dude, you're going to make me laugh. Stop. Stop. So finally, one day the principal comes. And it's the principal, the vice principal, and, and uh, like the head yard duty person. And they pull us both out of class. And then the girl was out there crying and uh, they said, so are these the two that are giving you problems? And then she pointed at me. She said, he didn't do anything. It's just him. So the girl said, I didn't do anything. I was a, they allowed me to go back to class, but Daryl got like briefly expelled. But here's the problem. I was just a bigger bully as Daryl because I sat there laughing at those fucking jokes every single day. Every day I would just be laughing. And I would tell him not to do it because it would make me laugh. But I was complicit in it. And your kids are complicit in it also. And you need to understand that. And I hope I wasn't too long-winded. And I hope the story was interesting, even though it's fucked up. But it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Um, it's all our fault. I think I have a personal um, bullying story. And I we talked about this before. But the only way to really yeah. um, get rid of a bully or to make a bully stop is to fight back yeah. and it doesn't have to be physical it could be a you know you coming you know you linking up with somebody writing down some jokes to get ready for whomever the the bully is or you know just learning how to roast or learning how to fight or whatever whatever um that fight back is for you um but for me i used to when i was in kindergarten i think uh there was a group of kids that were probably a grade or two older than than me and every uh, every recess, they would make fun of my last name. No, they you would know? just walk up to kids and be like, microcosm, microcosm. Micro. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so they, you know, they run around and they'd be like, we know you're the fingers. We know you're the fingers, <laughs> which sounds like stupid so now. But stupid. as a kid, it, it really bothered me. You know what I mean? Because, you know, imagine going to school or whatever and for the most part everybody's last name is pretty regular that their last name is johnson or smith or whatever and you know they they get to you or gomez and then they get to you and your name is fingers and then like everyone has like a little giggle or whatever in class it can make you feel really bad as a kid yeah and you know for you know 
kids that are a grade or two older than me to, you know, make fun of you every single recess, yeah. uh, it could kind of wear on you. And it wasn't until I don't know how it got. And, you know, for as far as like bullying goes, like I could um, understand why it would be kind of difficult to tell an adult or to tell a teacher or whatever, because sometimes you don't actually know what to do. But um, it wasn't until like my uncles got word of the whole situation that yeah. they went and I don't know if they fought the dudes or whatever, but that was the last time they did it. You know, my uncle, oh, wow. they checked them and then that was the last time they did it. So, you know, I say all that to say like, you know, the the best thing you can do for your kid is to um, either tell them how to, uh, you know, speak to adults about how they're feeling or to um, to teach them how to fight back and you know that may be verbally that may be you know physically or whatever and that's the only respect that you know or that's the only thing a bully is respects is like that same sort of confrontation yeah, I, yeah. but honestly when you're a kid the talking down or or fighting back with words don't work because everybody's too immature you need to fuck that bully up hit him in his mouth that's the only way you get these motherfuckers off you yeah. That's the only way that that verbal stuff starts to work as you get older and, you know, your IQ starts to enhance. But when you're a kid and a bully is fucking with you, they don't want to hear a speech. They don't want to hear a joke. They just want to fuck you up. There's no there's no reasoning with a motherfucker that just wants to do that. Yeah. And, and another point is most people are bully watchers, not bully stoppers. Right. There's some there's some kids that you know, are little and small and, you know, they get pushed by a bully. And if some one of your kids may step up, and say, hey, don't do that. But there are hardly any of those kids because most people are bully watchers and not bully stoppers. Yeah. And that's the, one of the biggest problems we have in America. How many bosses do you know that are pieces of shit and big time assholes? But the whole job is too scared, too scared to, to say anything to them because they're like, oh, I'm afraid to get fired or I'm afraid to do this and this. A lot of people, a lot of y'all bosses is bullies. But one thing that I've never been afraid of is to tell the motherfucker that's the head honcho to chill out. I've already mentioned it once on the podcast. I've, like on two different occasions, I had to take the boss, one of the head honchos from the job, and say, hey, you yelled at me in front of customers earlier. Don't you ever do that again. Don't ever do that again. That's your last time. And they'd be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't. They were never going to apologize to you. You know why? They wanted to see if you were scared enough, and they would keep doing it. Bullies keep bullying until you show them to back the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, to add to that, um, one other thing we talked about was this idea that you have to turn someone's insecurity into a superpower. Yeah, um, you, very true. You liken this, um, you know, we talked about this, this idea that like a lot of the, you were saying that we bullying has been around for forever and right. part of it is we in, we almost are introduced how to deal with bullying through like um comic books and, and graphic novels and our superheroes and stuff like that right. if you look at guys like spider-man you know he used to get bullied and, and superman and um um a lot of these other x-men you know they were called freaks and stuff in high school and or whatever and until they became you know part of the um Charles Xavier school of the talented or whatever, you know, spin they put on it. Yeah. But, um, the, the biggest thing you can do outside of fighting back is, 
um, making your son or whomever, um, this person that's dealing with it, making sure they are um, not insecure or they are very secure about whatever flaw or whatever um, uh, disability they do have. Imagine if, you know, the, 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 the kid's mom told him every single day that you are different, but you're still a superhero or whatever sort of positive affirmations. He wouldn't he that that whatever verbal assault that he was getting from the bullies, it wouldn't even affect him because right. in his heart he knows the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's now if anybody um you know, I'm a lot older now and I you know, I view things differently now, but you know, if I look at my last name, it's it's unique now and it's not anything to laugh about. It. 100%. It's, you know, it's something that I can see on billboards and, you know, one day we're going to have a podcast billboard or whatever like that. And it's going to have my last name on it. And I know that those same people that was, you know, laughing at it has to drive by that billboard every single day. So if you, you know, if you got a kid that's paralyzed or, you know, whatever, missing a limb or whatever. Um, you just shared a video with the kid that has uh, one arm and he's playing basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, just just teaching your kids or letting them know that you know that you you're different, but um, you're you're a special person, and you know you're you're not built the same as everybody else. But you can turn whatever you have. If you're missing an arm, you can still play basketball. You can still have an amazing jump shot if you put the work in. Yeah. You can still play amazing defense with one arm. You can still do so many different things um, on a basketball court if you got on one arm. If you're short, you know, you know, obviously you you won't have the opportunity to play sports, but you can still get straight A's in class. You know, your yeah. dwarfism isn't affecting your intellectual ability. Right. So you can still be extremely intelligent. You can still be a very nice person. You can still be all these different things that are not hindered by your actual height. And also make that. Um, you know, it's it's up to the teachers as well. I think teachers have a, a opportunity to to um, enlighten some of these kids. Like, hey, we know that you're, you know, you you may not be as tall as everybody else, but um, I don't know what what it, you know, it would have to be a more thought out thing. But you yeah, know, teachers can do I, do things to um, ensure or make kids more secure in you know whatever flaws they may I, have. At the end of the day, I think it, it to, to the person that's actually going through it, that could come off as bullshit, though. And the reason why is because all the people that are telling the dwarf that you're different, but you're special, they are all a regular height people. And that kid's a dwarf. The I think the best way to do it is to point at examples of people who are successful that look just like you. If you point at a dwarf, if you point at the dwarf that's on Game of Thrones as a successful actor, if you point at Wee Man from fucking... Uh, uh, What's that jackass? If you pointed mm-hmm. all these examples of dwarfs that are comedians and successful people and you can actually relate to those people, it makes it more real. But I don't want to be six foot two telling a dwarf like you're special. You're just he, they don't give a fuck what I got to tell them, because at the end of the day, they're the one that's a dwarf. They're the one that's a little person and not you. Yeah. So it's just like somebody that's not <clears throat> imagine you going through an issue that only you understand because you black and a white person is like, but you can, it's not like that because of that. And you're like, hey, motherfucker, you don't know what it's about. But if you're a dwarf and you see another person that's just like you, then it makes more sense. So you should be not only speaking those, 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 those affirmations, but also giving those powerful examples of people that, were, that are just like you that are very successful. 
and that are valuable because a person that's a dwarf, all they seeing is a bunch of normal sized motherfuckers. The average person is not a dwarf. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But another thing too, though, is um, Ray Charles mom did a great job with him because she didn't take it easy on him. Once she was going blind, she just stood there and let him figure the shit out. She's like, the world ain't going to be kind to you. You know what I'm saying? You got well, you got a person or a kid with special needs in any capacity. They need to not be coddled and treated like a victim. Because if you do that, the world is going to fucking crush them. There will be food. I'm telling you right now. And I know it sounds asinine coming from a guy with no kids and especially a kid without special needs. But all I know is, you know, even if it's not a person with special needs, in order for them to really understand their value, they need an example, a real living example. And not only that, they need to understand that the motherfucker that's trying to bully them is is weak because bullies pick on inferior people. You got to let them know you're not inferior just because you're a dwarf. And if he runs up on you, you sock him in his fucking nuts. That's what I would tell my if I had a kid that was a dwarf, I'd be like, if he picks on you, do what you got to do for him to back off. But when you fight back, that's what makes bullies go away. If he knows if he keep popping up, hit him in his fucking nuts every day till he leaves you alone. You have to fight back. Life is a bully. I don't give a fuck if you got one leg, you're missing an arm, whatever you are. The world will not be kind to you. And there's a there was people with uh, with dis- with uh, disabilities that are annoyed by the world that's too kind to them. Why don't you treat me like a normal fucking person? That's how a lot of them feel. I think uh, I think it was Andrew Scholes that was bringing that up. He said like uh, when a person that's like in a wheelchair or something like that, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. They get so tired of the world being fake nice to them. So you have to make sure they get acclimated to being a regular person or as regular as they can be. If you don't, then it ain't going to work. And the the mother that's got the video of her son, I just think it's fucked. You don't ever want somebody to be too comfortable being a victim. Empower them. Make sure they have their equipped with the strength they need to get through the day and just do your best. That's all I could really say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um, non-sexual qualities in women I think me and Keith We started getting a little long-winded earlier About We were talking about It was like a tangent off the strippers I think But <laughs> But Non-sexual qualities in a woman um, Give some examples Like a woman that is uh, Passionate about something That has a purpose um, Women that won't allow you to fucking run them over if a woman is always agreeing with everything I say, I don't want a woman like that. Mm-hmm. I want a woman that's going to challenge what I'm saying. Like, nah, that ain't correct, bro. I don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's important. Um, women that don't fucking beg for attention. Jesus Christ, that's annoying. That's, pro- that's one of the worst things that turns me off. Because like a woman or a person, not even a woman, but a person that uh, is truly confident for reasons that have to do besides her sexuality, she's not going to be pandering for attention like this. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. But there are so many non-sexual qualities in women, um, but a lot of men don't even seek them out. They just want the titties and the ass. So, yeah. You alive over there, Keith? 
Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm thinking. Oh, okay. He's in deep My, thought. For me, I think the the biggest thing that I find attractive in a woman that's non-sexual is her intelligence. 100%. Like, I have to be able to have a conversation with you. And Man. If I have to, like, dumb down what I'm saying in order for you to to, right. to, to understand the conversation that we're having, then it's probably not going to work out. You know what I mean? And, and you know, based on the conversation, like, I, I have this, this joke that I was working on. And basically, the premise of it is dumb girls make my dick soft. So, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, if a girl don't know the difference between there, there, and there, it's like, you know, it's like. Well, it's the same there. It's not going to get me aroused. So. We put it in my mouth over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the uh that's one of the things and i think just a a a woman that has a career definitely you know a woman that uh, to me like these things kind of go hand in hand with the whole intelligence thing but i always um gravitated towards women that that are actually doing things in life and then women that that have um like college degrees or that are in college and not because You know, you don't have to go to college. That doesn't really mean much, but right. Um, just because what it means, like outside of your the work, actual paper work ethic. Yeah, you have a work ethic. You know, you have the persistence to actually, you know, finish four years, five years of college. Um, you're probably working towards something. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes you get caught up in a, in a system and you're not actually, you know, doing what you want to do. But um, there are a lot of people that are, you know, nurses or uh, teachers or pursuing you know even in different fields that their women are the minority in as far as like engineering and technology and stuff like that it's just like to me that's extremely attractive because when you're a person that is uh very driven and you and you have big goals and aspirations you you want a person that's striving to do um similar things but in a different field right 100 so to me that's um that's you know that's one of the things that I definitely find attractive. Uh, one of the main things too, I like women that don't need me, right? Yeah, because you got yourself. That's important, man. I, I like needy women are the biggest turnoffs ever because you, you you liking me is not coming from a real place. It's coming from the fact that you just need a man. Yeah, it's like nah. That if you if you need a motherfucker like that, go find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like not at all. Mm-hmm. I like women that don't need me. I like women who are. Uh, busy. I like women that are doing things with their life. I don't ever want to keep getting text messages. What you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I think at the end of the day, it's nothing wrong with a what are you doing text, but that's only if, you know, we're chilling on some day and nothing's really going on. But I'm a busy person. I don't be sitting back texting motherfuckers what you doing. <laughs> I'm almost 35. If you got to keep texting me that, I know you're not doing shit. Yeah. And and if you're on the internet, first of all, another thing too is um I like women that fill their heads with positive stuff. Like if you're going to the library and reading books and you know you you know you may either listen to podcasts or you uh just certain things. It's like I noticed that women that got a good head on their shoulders, they just have different traits. You know, they'll they listen to certain music, they do certain stuff. They don't be watching a bunch of reality TV all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not looking for the making twerk videos on the internet. 
You know, they're not putting booty pictures up asking where the real men at. The the real men is not sitting there looking at your booty pics. Yeah. Like, we see the booty pics. I see them. I see nice booties all the time. But it's not like I respect you more. Like, she got a nice booty. I respect her. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, what what else? What else do you have? Yeah. I think um, this is a little bit of a tangent, but... You know, for me and Eddie and my friends that are doing this whole, um, you know, this whole entertainment, artistic media. thing. Yeah, yeah, this media thing. Um, I think that it's important to, you, you know, part of a, a woman being secure with having us as a partner is for them to be to have these certain qualities. Right. One hundred percent. They have to have a career or they have to be busy because if they're only working at McDonald's and mm-hmm. then, you know, you know, you only maybe part time or whatever, um, there's going to be a huge gap during the day right. where you're not doing anything. So you're going to be, you know, all over me or hounding me about, oh you know, God. trying to spend time together or, you know, asking me what am I doing or why am I working so late or whatever the case may be. Um, and. That's, you know, that puts more stress on you right. as a partner and it, you know, it just, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't bode well for a successful relationship. So, Fuck no. Yeah. That's one of those things. Just having an understanding that we are not built to, or designed to be regular nine to five people. No. You know, we're people that are, um, obviously we have regular jobs and regular things we do on a, on a daily basis, but outside of that, we're putting in hours and hours to um, to try to put ourselves in a situation where we can do what we what we like and what we're passionate about and make money doing that. So you, you definitely need somebody that can um, understand that and support you. Yeah. Uh, but in regards to that also is like where I'm trying to go in my life. Um, I think that a, a woman that's busy is perfect. And the reason why is because is is. She's not going to take time out of her day for someone that she's not fucking with like that. You know what I mean? So uh, if I'm with a chick that's busy and we value each other's time, that time that we do have is going to be powerful. We're going to value that throughout the week. Even if we only see each other for a few times out of the week, that's going to be a powerful time. Um, Because a woman that that got too much time and she's going to be wondering what I'm doing all the time. It's like, I can't do that. Not to mention, if you got all that free time and you're up my ass and I can't give you time, now I have a feeling you're going to get that time from somebody else. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. I'm not trying to. My thing is, is I want a woman that I don't have to worry about. Like, I, I work a very dangerous job and I work long hours. The last thing I want to worry about is what my woman is doing while I'm out at work. And people wonder why, like, you know, well, why don't you have a girlfriend? That's one of the main reasons. Mm-hmm. Until, and I think. I don't want like a girlfriend. I want a woman. There's a big difference. Yeah. So until that happens, that's, I'm not, I'm not going to be in no relationship. It ain't happening. Yeah. That's just, it's a waste of my time, dude. Cause literally it's a waste of my time. Yeah. Most <laughs> of these hoes out here is not built for a relationship. Fuck no. Yeah. And you know that we, we're saying all of these things to, um, inform, I guess, you know, women and men are like that. Um, these are the things that you probably should be looking for in a partner because if you're if you are looking for the physical attributes or you know how big her booty is or you know if she got some nice titties that or, shit should come second yeah yeah or you know I guess it 
it it comes second. I think it's one A and one B in a sense, right? Because right, yeah. you obviously have to be physically attracted 100%. to somebody to want to be. You see it, right? Yeah, so that's your your the first thing. But to want to pursue a sort of relationship, that's definitely true when you when you talk about um, the physical aspect should come after that. You know what I mean? True. You know, I, like I said, they have, they have to be attracted to you, and you know, you don't want them to be like looking like a witch or anything like that but but even but even with that if if certain care like it's this is this is a balancing act right so if a if a woman is uh she cares about you and she has a career and she you know, she's doing all these things and she's supportive and um she's she has a she's making a lot of money and not right. that that says anything about like right. you know, not that you're a gold digger but you know just the that idea means she's goal oriented and yeah. she's you know she's you working give hard. Me money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a balancing act though, right? So like if right. you know, if she's if she has those all those other um non sexual attributes, you know, that may lift her up a little bit higher than her physical attributes. hundred percent. You know, you still you you could still Bro, love her. I've seen and this is the unfortunate thing, a lot of women that I've seen that had that energy that was always in a relationship. And a lot of times it was with a man that did not appreciate it. Yeah. It was with a like a fucking a fake alpha male, no sense having. A lot of women, a lot of good women make poor decisions in men. You should run this in with that other, that yeah. other topic right now. You might as well. Oh, you know what? We'll we'll do that. All right. Um there was a video that's going viral. Um, mini viral, not like it's all over the place, but mini it, it, viral. yeah, it's not like it's not like super viral, like, <laughs> like the kid with dwarfism. It's, it's not a dwarfism viral, but it's uh, right. Uh, <laughs> basically, it was a woman uh, that she was basically it was her uh, boyfriend's birthday, and she uh, somebody was videotaping it like a friend, and then he was sitting down, and she he was like, "Dang girl, would you get me?" And she was like, she pulled out some cologne. He's like, oh, all right. Come on. <laughs> and then she got him like some little catalog with some other stuff. And he's like, oh. And then she pulled out a thing out the bag. And she was like, I got you a rental property. And then he like, the look on his face was kind of like. He was, cra- but the the friends in the background was like, oh, that's not. Like they was yeah. kind of like bigging it up. Right, like, a, oh, you, 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 you good boss. now? She yeah. A, you, got, you got you a boss. Yeah, she a yeah, boss. yeah. <clears throat> so his friends is like, yo, you got you, she got you, got you a boss. She a boss. That's a boss move right there, mm-hmm. right? So she literally got her boyfriend a rental property, and he looked at the paperwork and he's like, ah, oh, okay. And then one of the friends is like, he don't even like it, do he? And he's yeah. like, I thought she was gonna give me like a Rolex or a chain or something. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, this woman is a boss. She bought you a rental property, and your sorry ass is too dumb to realize that she empowered you. Mm-hmm. Like she is with a man that can't even appreciate that she bought him a fucking rental property. With that rental property, you could buy a Rolex. It's more valuable than it's, a freaking Rolex. A, a Rolex don't even got value like that. It depreciates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a Rolex, of course. But you talking about things that depreciate in value? A chain, a fucking Rolex. It's yeah. it's not, it's a liability. It's not even considered like a plus. Mm-hmm. With a rental property, you could man, you you could turn that rental property rental property into two rental properties or into three. Me and Keith personally know somebody with twenty rental properties mm-hmm. that they make so much money they able to just funnel that and do multiple things. But ladies, let let me say this: stop dating dudes beneath your energy, man. Yeah. Like if you got energy and you got rental properties, you got a house, you got whatever you got. Stop dealing with dudes that can't appreciate that. 
And it's vice versa Because there's a lot of men That I know that work hard And their wife just lazy Don't do nothing All their wife do Is get plastic surgeries And shit And motherfucking Botox With your money You can't handle A woman like that If I'm working that hard I'm not trying to pay For your surgeries Go find some other fool That's dumb enough To do that mm-hmm. Fuck that No thank you Yeah you know, if if I'm dealing with a girl and she buys me a rental property, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck!" Like, yeah, I was ecstatic. I was, you yeah. know, for me personally, when I seen that video, I'd be like, "Yo, man, yeah." If a girl got me a rental property, I would be so stoked. Oh that, man, that instantly raises your net worth. Hell you yeah, can do so much for, as far as like leveraging that uh, rental property into more rental properties. Right. You know, that's money that's constantly coming in every Bro. single month. Passive income. Like, right. So many. So many benefits yeah. to that, dude. Yeah, 100%. That passive income. Not to mention, I'm the type of dude that I would be shocked that my girl would get me a, a rental property. But I, what I would do is I would upgrade the property, make it good, make money on it. And then all of a sudden, when her birthday come, I'd be like, here, babe, here's $100,000. Yeah. Straight up. Cause or get her a rental property. Or get her a rental property back. Mm-hmm. Like, my thing is, I don't expect nothing from women. Like, I don't expect nothing from them. But if you are getting me something like a rental property, she's not buying a rental property just to buy you one. She's trying to enhance your life. Yeah. She's trying to add value to your life. But you so dumb that you can't even see that she's trying to do that. You want a fucking Rolex or a chain. Yeah. For me, that, that, you know, for for me, it's, um, you know, I've grown to a point to where, for the most part, the things that I want, I can buy. Right. Right. So when it comes to getting gifts and stuff, it has to be something outside of the box. That was, yeah. Um, And that's definitely, you know, something outside of the box. That's and, way You out know, of the even box. when I heard the Eddie just showed it to me earlier today. And even when he told me, I was like, nah, the way he was describing, I was like, yeah. dang, I already knew this nigga was not appreciative of, of the gift he got. That's and, it, and it sucks because, you know, for a girl to, even have done the research or I don't know what kind of career she does or whatever, but you got to have some, a little bit of money to even uh, get a rental property. Hell yeah. Um, so, you know, for her to be, you know, for for her to be bossed up like that is, is amazing, but it just, it's just unfortunate that she got a nigga that's just unappreciative of stupid of, you know, a gift that he got and not even understanding the value of, of the gift that he got you so dumb even yeah. if you don't understand it if you if somebody got you a property even the word property in itself shows the amount of value that she just gave you mm-hmm. and it's like bruh like and the thing that's bad about it too is is like anybody that would try to add value to your life is somebody that's that's important yeah like i don't I, what i don't what i can't comprehend like if somebody's not making you a better person you have no business being with them Oh, for real. Period. If I don't care if, if I could say this objectively and honestly, any girl that I've ever like had like a like legit relationship with, she left a better person. And the reason why I say that is because I'm not just the type of motherfucker that's just gonna fuck you and then that's it. Yeah, I'd be gaming these hoes up out here. Like I said, I think <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for calling y'all hoes. You gotta be able to like. You gotta be able to learn, and you gotta be able to learn something and teach somebody something. I like being around a woman that could teach me something. If I, if I'm, let's say for example, you put me in that dude's situation, and I say, I say that that chick's probably the breadwinner, right? Yeah. Let's say she's making like three hundred thousand a year or something like that. I don't want anything from her. Nothing. I don't want anything from her. But if she made more money than me, obviously. I wouldn't be emasculated by that, for one. 
And two, if she was to get me a rental property, I would flip that motherfucker and then get her something. Yeah. But that's what men, that's what I think, not just men, that's what a real human being would do. I don't want to break it down into like genders because that's kind of corny. But, but yeah. yeah, this shit was just ignorant, dude. Yeah. Part, I mean, part of our journey as far like the things that we talked about, right. um, as far as like having a woman with a career and stuff, it, um, you, you, you don't really have that insecurity because, for the most part, you may run into women that make more money than you. A hundred percent. They and, may have their master's degree. And, and that's okay. You know, they they working as a um, engineer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've personally dealt with women that make more money than me. And, yeah, so you know, I'm not insecure here. about it because I know where I'm going. And right. I know what I'm the, the, the investments that I am making and the time that I'm investing into my future. So um, my mind is... Yeah, way out there. You know, my pocketbook is not matching where my mind is right now, but That's eventually okay. these things will catch up to one another. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just it's, it's just interesting. Like and like you said, you know, the women that you've dealt with, they left a better person. I think um, you're doing a disservice to your partner if you're not sharing all the knowledge that you can with them right. that, that can better their better their lives. There's and, there's no know. way that they're probably even really having these conversations, or he's not partaking in them. When somebody in, like gives you, I don't give a fuck how fucked up the investment property is. I don't care if it looks like a junkyard. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Then you just gave me the opportunity to turn this into something. Yeah. I may have to use some sweat equity and get it off the ground, yeah. but I never had this type of leverage before. Yeah. So you've given me something that I can not only use, but something that i could pass down or something that whatever the case like let's say for example we don't work out or we break up or whatever the case i'll be quick to give you that back or work out a deal be like hey you gave it to me but i made this much money can i give you like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand whatever the case Mm -hmm. but you just giving me a start that i would have never got yeah and it's fortunate it's unfortunate because i've seen people in these kind of situations women that are willing to and i don't know what the guy does i'm just basing this statement off of what i've seen and how i can compare it to people that i know yeah but there's a lot of women out there that are willing to um i guess like carry along this guy that is not fit for their support it happens you know yeah bro women that are willing to um i know a person personally that was willing to um use their tax returns to buy their dude a car just so he can have a ride to work or you know willing to dip into certain savings account and stuff and i'm just like yo like i honestly this person is not worth that because i already know they're gonna screw this they're gonna screw this up you know there's only so many people like a you have to believe a person when they tell you who they are a hundred percent if they tell you they don't have a work ethic if they tell you they don't have the um the ability to be consistent and you know in the job search realm or whatever the case may be, just believe them and, and cut your losses. You have to believe a person when they show you who they are. Yeah. Cause actions speak louder than words, but mm-hmm. I, you meant the same shit, mm-hmm. but it's just like motherfuckers will show you what they're about, but it's up to you to recognize it. Cause a lot of times when we like people, we get real stupid. We get real dumb. We, we avoid all those red flags, yeah. all them red flags of them doing fuck shit. We just ignore it. Cause we don't, we like, no, they're actually cool. Another thing that's a, a telltale sign is when, when you're real hot and cold on a person, like, oh, they're great, they're great. And the next minute you're like, oh, I don't know about them. You need to get the fuck away from them because mm-hmm. they don't even know who the fuck they are. 
Yeah. <laughs> they just out here confused. They just out here confused and you out here doing you doing too much for too little. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where you could fuck up. The, uh, the, going back to that though, I think it's just, you know, that sort of thing is obviously like she is the the prototypical woman that we spoke about as far as like, you know, a woman having her stuff together. And I don't know about her personally or her mental health or whatever, but just based on that, that that's saying a lot about the woman that bought her man a rental property. But that's how you should, you know, want a relationship. I remember uh, Russell Westbrook. I mean, not Russell, Russell, Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson yeah. bought Sierra her royalties back or her publishing back or something oh, uh, like that. That's a fucking gift. Yeah, that's the same sort of like idea as far as like the rental property. So Some bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So it's um, it's that's the same. Um, that's the kind of thing you would want in a relationship. You want mm-hmm. you want like that dynamic, like the Barack Obama and Michelle, mm-hmm. to where like both of y'all is like Michelle out here selling. She got a New York Times bestseller, and Barack Obama over here like doing his own thing, or Jay Z yeah, on man. sold out tours, and then Beyonce and over white. here winning you know Emmy right. awards, one hundred percent. Like that's the kind of thing, and you could tell that they're inspiring one another. You know, it, what I right? Mean? And it's real. That's why you see like uh, you know uh, relationships like you know lauren london and nipsey mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying where you got you got a woman like and the thing about it too is what a lot of men should consider which i've already talked about before is like god forbid you leave this earth you know what i'm saying you you got to have a strong woman to hold you down when you gone because if you have kids by a woman that's weak that always needs you that always need plastic surgery that's lazy as fuck and don't do shit when you gone then 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 everything is down the, it's down the drain yeah, I need a woman that can raise my fucking kids. That's gonna hold it down. Like you look at Nipsey's Nipsey, uh, Nipsey's uh girl when he passed, Lauren holding it down. Lauren mm-hmm. is doing ads for Puma. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people do you know that's strong enough to do the ads with Puma and do all this other stuff? It's mm-hmm. not. It's not a lot of women built like that. It's not a lot of people built like that. Yeah. So you got to be smart. Like the biggest investment a man will make in his life is probably his girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably his wife. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, stop stop messing with this. And these. it's interesting too just going to like the whole relationship thing. I yeah. think it's it's difficult and it's and it's easy at the same time. Right? 100%. There should be a list that you have of things that you want in a in a yeah. woman or one in a relationship. A fat ass booty. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. If you ain't got no fat ass, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little list. Like, be number one and be like, "All right, doggy style." <laughs> That's funny. Check. <laughs> yeah, but you should have a list, right? And then you know, if if, uh, if if she if she has the ability to meet these things, but there's there should also be red flags that you that you look for oh you, you gotta have I mean? those and, and what happens a lot of times is that you know there's certain attributes that should outweigh other ones if you know mm-hmm. if you got a, a person that is that don't really have a trauma or their mental health in order oh, and you know it's not gonna work could, yeah that could that could be very detrimental to a relationship so you know it, it it's um i i just would um propose to people to just do some research on themselves and also do some research on like different aspects of uh like mental health as far as like trauma and you know um just you know other things so that way you know when you're speaking to people and you having conversations you can decipher 
what's really going on. Right. Because sometimes right. if you're just living life and, you know, you may get into an argument and, and, and it may be based on a traumatic experience, but because you're not really well versed in mental health and these other things, right. you're, you're not able to decipher that. Um, mm. And then if you could get to the root of that and you can have a conversation about it together, then you could move through it. But if both of you are just like, you know, clashing all the time and you don't really know the real reason why, then, you know, that's you know, just going to lead to more and more one drama. Of the, one of the main things that kills me, too, is people where you can clash, you have a problem. That's not a big deal. You know, you are you going to have conflict, especially if it's with your girl. You're going to have little disagreements. That's cool. Yeah. But what you what I don't like is when people, you know, they don't they just I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And then the next time you see them, they just acting normal. Like, yeah. nah, we got to talk about this because now you we, this is becoming a developing problem. Yeah. A lot of people don't have the uh they don't have the mental stability to talk about something or talk themselves through things. They just like, I don't want to talk about it. And, and it then it's still a fucking problem. Yeah. It's still a problem. And it's it, harbor. It's like harboring right, in you, right? So right. and you know what happens is when those kind of things harbor in you and then they come out in, in different ways. So exactly. you can have an argument about um Instagram conversation with some dude and to you it you know to her it may have been innocent but to you it may have been like a big deal right, right, and right, right. you don't you may not say something about it or you know you start to have a conversation and you're like man just whatever it's, it's cool it's cool I'm gonna yeah. just I'm gonna keep it pushing I'm gonna keep it pushing and then that's the end of the conversation right and then two days later your girl may leave her drawers on the ground. And then that's your opportunity to explode on her. But it's not even about her drawers being on the ground. It's really about her having the conversation with the dude. But you don't know that because you don't really have, you don't understand yourself. But that's just how, that's just how those arguments be going. So it's it's super important to have an open line of communication because those sort of things happen. You can imagine like, it's just like, you got your drawers on the ground. Are you fucking him? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I knew you was fucking him. <laughs> And it'd be crazy Instagram and all these things But to be real Like there's certain There are like Real links to people Like the crazy thing About social media And, and you know I'll leave it After this is It's like the graveyard For people you used to fuck Oh it's the worst It's the it's worst the worst Cause it, it's people that's, That chicks that I've messed with Like I've messed with That's like you know In good relationships And married now We still friends on Instagram but it's like you looking at the comments or the likes and it's like, yeah, I fucked her. Yeah, and I fucked her, too. She's married, but I fucked her back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like at the same time in a perfect in a regular world, we would never be connected. But because social media has connected all of us, you still seeing girls that used to smash. And it's not like you out here just fucking chicks like that. But at the same time, that shit accumulates. Yeah. And it's like and you could be like, imagine you get in a relationship this is why I'm probably going to end up just deleting all the social media, especially <laughs> what I, when, when I get to the place I want to be at, I'm deleting all of it. Because if, if my, I'm the type to do that, if I'm devoted to my girl and, you know, we have we sitting there and I post something on social media and a girl that I was smashing years ago is popping up like, oh, that's dope. I like that. I don't want I don't feel comfortable even responding to her. And I'm sitting next to my girl. Yeah. You know, you know what happens, too, is that um, a lot of women 
don't even care if you're in a relationship or not. Fuck no, they don't care. <laughs> you could literally tell a girl like, yeah, I got a girl, but you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to chill with you. She'd be like, is your girl fine with that? You'd be like, she, well, she, well, she don't know won't hurt her, and then you just end up smacking her. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. It definitely could happen. Mm-hmm. It does, man. It, it's it's yeah. it's an ugly <laughs> world out there, right? And I, we're all complicit in it. Me personally, I don't fuck around like that. Yeah. Like I'm single. So if if a chick hits me up and I used to smash her, I don't trip. Like, you know, even if she's in a relationship, but I don't let it go to the next level. But yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. Out here. Whatever. It'd be there has to be a word for like a single person or a person in a relationship that's still single. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot of come them. up with a word for that. It, hey yo what's crazy is i've seen bios like on instagram or facebook and it'll be like happily married but then the next picture will be them with the ass on the counter and a g-string <laughs> like how the fuck are you married doing this yeah you you ain't married you everybody's girlfriend if you're doing that yeah yeah i don't need to see that and what one last thing damn it because it popped up this is for like fellas like fellas stop sexualizing your girl on social media stop ah, it don't stop do stop posting pictures of you grabbing her up her ass or grabbing her titties on instagram that's disrespectful bro don't do your girl like that because yeah. you treat you treating her like a piece of meat how the fuck you think all of us see your girl yeah it's a piece of meat bro you got to value if that's your girl you got to value your girl bro you can't be out here doing that yeah because i'm telling you i see it all the time and dudes dudes do it because it's like it's social media has made it's like a culture of people that overshare right yeah they overshare stuff and they think it's normal but it ain't normal because now all you showing me as a single dude i'm looking at you grabbing your girl's titties and i'm like damn that mugs is pretty big and then the moment you break up i could be hitting her up in her inbox like hey how's it going yeah essentially you just promoted your girl so yeah. I can hit her whenever y'all break when up. when y'all done i could hit your girl now yeah right because now i know y'all broke up because i don't see pictures of you grabbing her ass no more yeah. and then all i see is pictures that are, uh, that are posted she put up talking about like you know i'm so done with guys right now i'm so glad i'm single yeah because that's what, what people do they publicize yeah. everything yeah what about your girl's accomplishments right <laughs> Instead of posting her ass, post something about her brain. Like, right. Yeah, she's done. Right. Like, my girl just got her, her degree. She's been working on it for five yeah. years. I'm so proud of her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you ain't got to put that, like, I'm so proud of her. And then she got her cap and gown on, but then you playing with her, her pussy. <laughs> like, yo, man, stop, <laughs> stop that shit, dude. <laughs> like, That's funny. Yeah. Just switching gears. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is the last one. Where we at, man? to uh 145 145 yeah. uh this is more or less for uh keith to really weigh in on but recently on wednesday trump uh donald trump came to and we don't ever talk about politics it's the only time you're really gonna catch us fucking with it but it's not really too in-depth but trump came here on wednesday right yeah and out here in bakersfield he got a cult following like he you know there's people out here that probably would really suck his dick but god damn anyone <laughs> why'd they go there <laughs> it's true man it's, it's <laughs> motherfuckers that really get down out here man uh, but uh out here this is a red city it's extremely republican you know and i respect people's views you know what i mean it's I just seen some white girl mm-hmm. and i was out in uh in the riverwalk area yeah and you know it'd be a lot of like su- subliminal graphic designs nowadays yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like 45 in red and then it said like 2020 and i was like i'm, I'm pretty sure it's like a donald trump reference but yeah, of course I think he's it, the 45th yeah. president yeah. yeah 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 so i just seen that early and i was like dang you know it's a typical white girl blonde hair blue eyes fat booty 
Oh, fat booty. I don't know about that one. <laughs> it's a twenty twenty version of the white girl. Yeah, some thick, some thick white girl Trump supporters. Huh? <laughs> thick, <laughs> thick white girls for Trump. Oh, that'd be a crazy sign. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be crazy. Wow, that'd be a hella funny sign. Thick white girls for Trump. Yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, th- there was um. Uh, Trump came here Wednesday, yeah. and some some protesters went out there. It wasn't too many of them, but a, a fight ended up breaking out. And yeah. this is the reason why I kind of hate. I've grown to hate politics because it's way too tribal. What I've learned is, if Trump did everything the left wanted him to do, they would still hate him because it's Donald Trump. If Barack did everything that the right wanted him to do, they would still hate him because it's Barack, and it's just tribal. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about who. If you're not my guy, I don't want to fuck with you. And that's basically what politics is. They don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. But yeah, that that shit was terrible. And then Bernie came out Friday, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, this is just my opinion. But all politicians are dream sellers, though. They they all sell dreams, but no dream seller is worse than Bernie Sanders, in my mm. opinion. Free health care, free chicken sandwiches. That's funny. Free this, free that. And it's like, like I want to believe it. I free really band-aids. do. Free band-aids. Free band-aids for my forehead. <laughs> I look like a bruised banana. <laughs> I'm like, Bernie, if you don't take your ass home and change your diaper. That is stupid. He would have been better off staying on a 99 South and just kept fucking going. <laughs> but you know what? I can't say that. There were some Bernie supporters. And Keith actually went and showed up to to the, uh, the what was it, the, the little Bernie convention. Yeah. So I Keith, was out there. Yeah, so Keith. I, so, I, I wish, um, I wanted to go to Donald Trump's, but I had, I couldn't do it that uh, day because he, he came on Wednesday. Yeah, right, right, right. But um, I was just curious to see. I wanted to compare the two, and I wish yeah. that um, I went to, to Donald Trump's. I just wanted to see the magnitude of each one. Right. Because Bernie... Bernie a low key rock star. I ain't gonna front. Really? A, it was thick in there, bro. Like some, some thick, some thick white girls in there. Nah, not literally thick. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, I'm, well, actually, Bernie got more my not uh, minorities there. So yeah. it was some thick black and Latino, <laughs> thick Mexican women in there. It's like Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> Me gusta Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god bernie i'm so thick <laughs> oh man uh, that's funny but yeah so um but um yeah so trump came and then bernie came bernie's thing like i, I pulled up i was a little bit late and um what I realized before I got there, because it was it was out uh, at the Riverwalk, it was at the at the amphitheater here in Bakersfield. Right, right, right. Um, I pulled up and I uh, I was like, dang, you know. It's, so there's a there's there's a a park connected to the amphitheater called the Riverwalk Park, and in the at the Riverwalk Park, there's there's a little bit of parking in there, but it's you know it's 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 enough parking for an average day at the park right but when i pulled over there i was like dang i know i'm late but i i had no expectations as far as like the amount of people that was going to be there yeah so i put up and i was like dang i see people circling around so i was like i know it ain't no parking at the actual park so i had to pull into the little shopping center um to um, the right of the thing i know you're talking about and i had drove for a minute to find a, a parking spot so oh my you know God. you got it was just like people from all over basically parking in there in order to get to the the Bernie rally. So I walk over there and um, 
I'm seeing different things. I'm seeing people with different T-shirts on and, and, and stuff like that. And I get over there and I finally get into the entrance and um, I see people outside that are Trump supporters. And, it's, and it ain't too many of them, There's probably like six or seven of them yeah, standing yeah, yeah. out there with the flags and you know, um, as I'm walking in, there's these two people having some sort of like riff or this sort of argument. And um, generally, um, the, so this it's a, it's a whole bunch of layers to this, right? <clears throat> so I'm going to paint it like this. There's two people having an argument. There's a guy that's an obvious Bernie supporter and there's a there's this Trump supporter. Yeah. And they're going back and forth. One guy's like, you know, um, Russia for uh, Russia in 2020. And, you know, the other guys, you know, making, you know, socialism jokes. And, you know, they're just going back and forth saying these cliche jokes to one another. Yeah. Yeah. In support of their favorite candidate candidate. And um, so that's one thing. What I got from that was it started to it didn't seem malicious. Like the their tone, you know, you know, and I'm, you know, big on like body language and, you know, uh, right. semantics and stuff like that. But their tone is like it felt more like a sporting event. Right. Like right, it right. felt more like if the Lakers and the Celtics was playing each other and, you know, people just, you know, throwing, you know, just throwing shots at whatever, you yeah. know, like Lakers, you know. We just we went to we won the latest championship and we got more rings than y'all and blah, blah, blah. It felt like that. Um and you know the guys just kind of went about their way, and, and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't anything outside of that. And then outside of that, there was people standing there with their phones. To me, that showed me that these people are trying to catch a viral moment, right? Because they've seen the the fight break out at the the Trump rally. They've seen people on it. The, they've seen anti Antifa get ran over by cars and all these things. <laughs> so they want to be the person that captures the moment. <laughs> And I was like, yo, that's so trash to me because it's obvious that there isn't any there isn't going to be any fight here. Like these people aren't even that, you know, that aggressive. And the Trump supporters that were there, they were talking, but it wasn't it wasn't nothing crazy. Um, So that was one thing that kind of like was kind of weird to me. So I finally get in there. And then that's when I started realizing, like, it's packed in there. It looked like a it looked like it looked like a Drake concert or something like that. Um, and he's up there talking. He, you know, obviously he's selling the dream. I think all these politicians are selling the dream at this point. Hundred percent. Like, you know, we're going to do something about health care. We're going to women's bodies, or it's their right to do whatever they want to with their body. Free bodies. bagels. <laughs> 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 you vote for me, you will get free pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, he get up there and he giving this rah rah speech. The, the, what I took from that was. Just how, um, I, I, I don't know how you describe it, but just how on a string, um, people, people are, are, yeah, saying all the right things. You're, re- yeah, you're reaffirming their own beliefs, yeah, yeah, exactly. everything you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. I love black people, yeah, yeah, that's how it was. It was like everything, everything. he said, and we're going to get free, and we're going to get healthcare under control, and everybody's like, yeah. And we're going to do something about college tuition. Like, yeah. So every little thing that he said and even got like it was just weird um, uh, teeter totter effect that was going on. It's like Bernie talks, they cheer. Bernie talks, they cheer. And after a while, it got really, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually seen um, Azim on stage. I don't know if no Azim um, is really? listening right now. And I haven't texted him about it, but I was taking pictures 
And um, I seen him up there, and I was like, "What the heck? This fool is Azim is on stage." But shout out to Azim. Yeah. Um, so um, that was one thing that I noticed, and you know, obviously, like I said, you know, he's up there selling the dream. And but outside of all of that, it was just it was just dope to be like in the presence of yeah, you know, a potential uh, presidential candidate. Yeah. And um, just it was just a lot of good energy in there. And like I said, obviously, there was like some some Trump supporters outside right. of that, but. Uh, one other thing that happened was when I was walking in, I had a, I had, I spoke to you guys about the trip that I had to Ventura with, yeah, um, with yeah. my boy John. And when I was out there, I actually bought a hat and it was, um, something re- resin and I don't know, it's like some sort of little, uh, niche, little yeah. clothing company out there, little, little, uh, clothing shop. And I bought a hat, a trucker hat from there. So I'm going in there and I'm, I have my backpack with me, my camera bag and stuff. And I'm going in there and I'm checking my bag. And um, one guy walked by, he had a Trump hat on. It mm-hmm. was like, a, I forget what it said, but it was a trucker hat that, that had yeah. Trump on it. Yeah. He was like, hey, bro, I love that hat. And I was like, oh, man, I appreciate it. And I was like, hey, you went, you've been like, you've been out to Ventura. And he was like, yeah, man, I, you know, I just love that company and stuff. And then he just went on about his day. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, obviously I'm there and I'm not supporting Trump at all. Yeah. Um, I'm just going there to experience it. And right, right, right. More than, you know, 99.99% I'm voting Democrat. But yeah. um, it was just cool to see, like, how we can be, we can have a cordial conversation. And, you know, obviously we weren't talking about politics, but no. it's just it's just cool that, you know, somebody, like, it doesn't always have to be some sort of confrontation and we don't no. have to hate people that support Donald Trump. No. Like, it could be, it could be something where we can be extremely cordial and friendly. And they were just standing there, they listened to what Bernie had to say, and then he just walked out. I just think it's weird how people buy, how much they buy into the ideology. Like, wow. So, like, you don't, you say you don't really care about, like, the rhetoric that Trump says, but th- th- here's the problem. Like, do you want the world to end? Cause it will end. Like, the world's gonna explode. Yeah. If we get, I'm just like, man, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> have you yeah. ever, have you ever tried that? Yeah. Have you, have you tried shutting the fuck up? <laughs> one, one other thing that I realized <laughs> is that, being in there, it, right. it gives you a whole different perspective because what the media tries to portray about these rallies is completely different than, than what goes it. on. I believe it. Um, so the media always tries to paint the confrontation or, you know, there was a fight outside of the rally or, you know, oh, somebody yeah. got kicked out or, you know, the Trump supporter got escorted out of the thing or whatever. But in reality, for the most part, they'd be pretty chill. It's like a 21st bunch of, century b- journalism. Yeah, right? exactly. Everyone's looking for the hot take or the, the viral moment. Um, yeah. So but for the most part, it'd be it'd be pretty chill in there. And, you know, for the most part, it is the supporters of that person in there Mm -hmm. and there may be a couple other people but they they really ain't trying to cause no problems yeah it's just i don't know they just always want a hot take they want something they want something bad to happen so they can report it that's what the news does the news is bored they're they're bored you know Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day they want to have something special that they could say about it um but what's funny to me too is just like the way people buy into these politicians. I'm going to tell you who you need to fucking watch out for, though. That goddamn Bloomberg is coming yeah, up Blo- quick. This nigga Bloomberg be sending me mail every day. I'm like, yo, will you leave me the fuck alone, bro? This nigga Bloomberg texts me like, hey, What's I want to support the podcast. I want to put an ad on your podcast. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, how about you stop bothering me, okay? <laughs> How about you leave me the fuck alone? You, you know what's weird is I think that some of these politicians are targeting. And there is, this, this is why I say that. I was scrolling to Facebook one day and all of a sudden I seen a Joe Biden ad pop up and then I commented on there. I was like, hey, 
Why did I? Why am I seeing this? Why, why, <laughs> why are you asking? No, I just, I just popped up in the comments. I said, "Look, I said, I said, no disrespect to Biden, but why am I seeing this on my Facebook feed? Why the fuck am I seeing this?" And then somebody else is like, "Bro, he's like, I'm a Democrat, but I don't want to see this on my Facebook either." Biden. <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. I think it's some more youthful energy in this. In the, this too many race. old people, man. Yeah. They need to go on somewhere. That's what made Barack Obama so cool. He was like a young, yeah, like a young, vibrant. But he was the not only that was he the first black, well, the first black president, but he was also the first president to be thrusted into the social media world. Yeah. He was the very, very first one that got, he was on the first wave of all the Twitter and the Facebook and all of that. He was the first one to deal with that shit. Yeah. That's insane, man. You think about guys, for example, you think about even players from a sport like Michael Jordan, he never had to deal with the onslaught of social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then once that element is added, it just changes how everything, everything is more polarizing when that happens. Yeah. So, you know, Bush, he didn't get all of the, the worst. There's a lot of people that, they even tried to throw a shoe at Bush. Remember that shit? Yeah. He, hey, but I'm telling you something about Bush. I that think Bu- got some reflexes. Yeah, I think Bush might have been the most in shape president we ever had. <laughs> Heck no. no. No, I'm serious. <laughs> you, ever, you never seen that dude? How he looked? Nah. George Bush had some muscle, bro. Don't get it twisted. I didn't see that. George Bush but used I to seen work Barack out. Barack Obama hoop. Yeah, Barack Obama hoop, but uh, but Bush was in like in more. He had more muscle. I remember they was uh, he was in the gym lifting weights, and I was like, yo, I didn't even know Bush was in shape like that, man. Yeah. But uh, when they, you see how quick Bush moved when they threw that shoe? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, out of shape motherfucker can't move like that. Yeah. If you throw that shoe at Trump, Trump gonna get, they gonna knock his hair off. Oh. <laughs> that mother crawl away too. <laughs> I can't believe you just hit <laughs> If you, hey, you know what? This, I, if you hit Bernie Sanders with a shoe, bro, he gonna be like, Bernie might not wake up. I don't oh, know. <laughs> Bernie with his shoe, man. And he gonna he have a long fall too. Like free health care. <laughs> <laughs> not again. Free health care. so uh Andrew Schultz had a funny ass joke. He said the reason why Bernie is so big on free health care is cause he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hey, look, folks. Don't. This is not the place to come to get your. You know, for us to affirm your political beliefs. We don't even do politics on this show. So if you get mad, like uh, uh, Eddie must, he must support Trump or he must support Bernie or he must support. Look, I'm not even into politics like that, man. I just think it's funny. But mm-hmm. you know what? It looks like episode 100 is coming to a wrap. So let me say this. I just want to thank people from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to listen to this episode and the other 99. And we will be back and we'll be dropping this episode, obviously, Monday. Today is Sunday night. Today is Monday. What? When they listen to it, it's Monday. I know, but I'm just giving them perspective of, you know, when we record, just giving Mm -hmm. the inside scoop. That's what Mm -hmm. this episode was about. Uh, Mm -hmm. Any final words, Keith, before we wrap it up? Um... That's it, man. Go out and vote. And uh, we appreciate everybody for, for listening. And, you know, make sure you vote based on your interests. It doesn't yeah. matter what I think about, you know, whatever candidate it should be. Vote on your interests and stand on that. And you don't have to express that to anybody. So, 100%. All right. Be careful with that coronavirus out there. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. This is episode 100. Thank you for listening to Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace.